Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's edition of Insurance Solutions for Retirement. I'm your host, Bill Decker. And this month of March, we've been talking about utilizing life insurance for retirement planning. And this week, I'd like to delve in a little bit details for you about single premium whole life policies. Why I think these are great policies for people to take a look at, specifically for people who might have some uh, lazy money. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, let's just talk to you about how these policies work and what it is. They're very simple, really. Uh, a single premium whole life policy is pretty much what it sounds like. It's a single premium that you give to an insurance company to open up your policy or your contract. And you never have to make another premium policy payment. Again, it's a single premium. It's there. The money internally earns interest. And the money inside the policy grows as well as the death benefit grows, you know, over 5, 10, or 15 years, however long that money sits in there. There's three things about these policies that I really like. Uh, number one, I like the liquidity feature of them. I like the interest rate that these, are, they, these type of policies earn, and I like the safety of them. So if those three components are something that's important to you, liquidity, good interest rates, and safety, this might be something for you to consider looking into adding into your retirement portfolio. So let's take out these, uh, let's look at these three components just a little bit closer. Number one, the liquidity aspect of these. Liquidity, we have, I want access to my money. That's why I have it sitting in a non-interest or high interest earning account. I need it. If I need it, I want to be able to have access to it, Correct. It makes sense. That's why a lot of people use, you know, bank accounts for these or put money in your coffee can in the backyard underneath the mattress, you know, what, what, whatever it might be. But, you know, most people when you sit down and I have the opportunity to sit down across from them, they tell me, yeah, I've got money sitting in this bank account. I know it's not earning much interest, but it's there for an emergency, you know, or I have it designated for whatever reason. And I say, okay, well, let's take a look and see if something like this might fit the criteria that you're looking for. And that criteria, again, falls back to those three things. Having a, a liquid access, earning a good interest rate, and being safe. So how does the liquidity work on these accounts? Let's just take the example of, uh, I have $50,000 kind of sitting here on the sidelines. So I'm going to open up the account. For $50,000, I'm going to get a death benefit depending on my age, maybe $60,000, $65,000. And I never have to make another premium payment again. However, you have access to that money. Now, the original cost to start the policy, there's a little bit of a fee involved. It's the expenses of opening up that policy. They're typically going to run somewhere between, I don't know, 6 7 maybe even 10%. So let's take the worst case scenario, 10%. I have $50,000. I open up the policy with that $50,000. I have access to $45,000 pretty much immediately. Now, what do I mean I have access to it? If I need to take, if I have an emergency come up and I need that, I need to fix the roof on the house, uh, I need to replace a car, I need to, I have a grandchild or, you know, a child that needs to borrow some money, I have it a business I want to invest, I have an opportunity, a great stock tip. I have access to that money. And we access that money typically through loans. And this is the great feature about these policies that I just think it's overlooked so often. 
So let me try to explain it to you a little bit easier. First year, I need access to the money. Something came up. I have $45,000 available to me. I go to the, call up the insurance company and say, hey, I need to take out a loan. I want $25,000. They say, fine. Three to five business days, they write you a check for $25,000. You have $20,000 left in the account. This is the great part of that, these type of contracts. My interest that I'm earning inside that contract, I'm still earning on the, the $45,000 because I've taken a loan against the account. But the insurance company is still paying me interest like I had the initial $45,000 in there. Every year that earns interest, that's growing. If I pay the loan back, I become whole again. But that, that money that it initially started with is what's constantly earning the interest for me. Now, if something happens before you're able to pay the money back, your beneficiary will receive the money from the insurance company minus the balance of the loan. So just as an example, something happens, you had a $65,000 death benefit. What happens is the $25,000 loan is subtracted to that. Your beneficiary receives $40,000 tax-free. So that's kind of how the liquidity works. Now, for interest earning, we're talking about interest. Most of these accounts, and keep in mind, we're right now, it's March 2019. There's a lot of insurance carriers that have these type of contracts available that are paying interest rates of 3 3.5%, even 4.5%. That is a great place for lazy money. I have access to the money if I need it, right? Now, I'm earning at least 3 3.5%, maybe a little bit more. Now, that's keeping up with inflation. Today's inflation rate's about 1.9, maybe 2%, right? So that money's not sitting on the sidelines. If I need access to it, I still have it, but it's earning better interest than what inflation is eating my money up today with. That really comes into play when I'm sitting at money sitting there for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, the buying power of inflation just eats that away, the cost of liquidity. These type of contracts allow your money to safely grow, outpacing inflation. As interest rates adjust, maybe they'll go higher, the insurance companies typically are going to pass that on to you also. The third component about this is safety. And let's look into about safety, because so many times people talk to me about, well, you know, I have it in this bank account because it's safe. And banks are great. There's nothing wrong with banks. Well, what is it that makes banks safe? Let's take a look at that for a moment. XYZ Bank, ABC Bank, it really doesn't matter. Most of the banking institutions subscribe to a company called the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. And that's what most people assume is going to keep their money safe. And it does. Let's take a closer look at that. I'm going to the bank to get access to an insurance company, and I'm probably earning interest right now that's not even keeping up with inflation. What if we just bypassed the bank and went directly to an insurance company? I don't need the bank to be my middleman. So, okay, great, Bill. That sounds great. Well, what kind of insurance company do I want to look for? I recommend looking for an insurance company that can pay its bills. Okay. 
obviously. You know, a company that has, you know, AAA ratings, A-plus ratings, A-plus-plus ratings, those are the type of companies, in order to keep maintaining those type of ratings, have enough cash reserves as a, to pay their policies. They don't get those ratings. If they have more liabilities on the books, the cash reserves that they have, they lose those ratings. So when I'm looking at the FDIC, for instance, and I say, well, I'm going to XYZ Bank or ABC Bank because I want access to the FDIC. Really? Because the FDIC, let's take a look at that. If I want to pick an insurance company, do I want an insurance company that's solvent or insolvent? If you Google the FDIC today, especially after some of the financial crises that we've gone through in the past 30 years, you're going to find some interesting articles written about the FDIC and some of the liquidity issues that they've had over the years. So if safety is really a concern of mine, and I'm going to any kind of institution, banking institution, for the insurance of my money, I may want to take a closer look at the insurance companies that I'm choosing. And looking at a company that's actually solvent instead of a company that isn't solvent may be something that you really want to take a little bit closer look at. So, let's again, let's kind of review what these single premium policies can accomplish for you. Number one, they're going to give you a death benefit less than the amount that you paid for it. That's number one. Number two, you have money that's liquid to you, that's earning a better interest rate that's outpacing inflation. Number three, we kind of covered the safety. It's safe. If you choose the right insurance companies that have the high ratings, that have a good ability to pay their liabilities, your money's safe. I hope this gave you some things to think about and to consider a single premium whole life insurance policy when you're looking at your insurance planning portfolio for retirement. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at info at billdeckerins.com. Thanks for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you next Monday on the next episode of Insurance Solutions for Retirement.